Up and at him in the morning. Live here. On the phone, David Jackson, Zoo to you. It is great to talk to you as always, my man David. What is up? <laughs> a little funny craziness lately around here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Lady I Fancy sends me this story. Uh, she must have fallen asleep after I did because I woke up to this story. And your um, capuchin monkey, the one that was in my backyard, we interviewed with, with uh, Lisa, it called 911. David, oh my God, tell me what happened. So uh, we're out in front of my uh, workshop and we're working on uh, some shelves for actually for another animal, for a sloth. And we uh, get the, all of a sudden the sheriff drives up and they get out and they're like, you know, we got a 911 call from here and we're looking at each other like, what? I, I don't know. And I, we looked around like, you know, at our neighbors, which aren't close, you know, 20 acres away. We're looking around like seeing if there's any emergency anywhere. And they're like, no, it was from this number, 0604. And Lisa and I both looked at each other and went, oh my God, that's the zoo phone. We have a, a phone, a cell phone that's just designated for the zoo. And it was in the golf cart, the zoo golf cart. And she had just, the monkey had just ridden back with Lisa from the zoo getting some supplies and she must have somehow pushed the right buttons to dial 911 and oh had no gosh. idea and so all they got was dead air and and they couldn't get anybody on callbacks because we were no longer in the zoo cart and we don't really carry that phone around you know every minute and uh we figured out real quick oh it was it was root so we went and got root and the sheriff's got a big kick out of it and they took a picture of her and so yeah a little capuchin monkey no yeah, got to hold the phone and push the right buttons. I now, don't know I, how. I guess like little kids do. I know, right? I mean, I can't even imagine. So this was the the monkey that was in my backyard. We interviewed her to the pictures. I mean, this is a brand new monkey. I mean, how old is this monkey? It's still real new. Ten months. Ten months, yeah. She was uh, she was born in the back seat of my truck on the way back from rescuing her parents. The illegal confiscations from Fish and Wildlife, um, people that had the two monkeys illegally in the 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 dad the, the people thought they had two males big george and little george but um they had not two males <laughs> and by the time that fish and wildlife got a hold of them um one of them had escaped and was terrorizing the neighborhood and they captured it and then they found out where the other one was and they went and took it away and they called me up and said hurry and get here right now because we think one of them's a female and we think it's pregnant and they sent me pictures and i'm like all right i'll be right there wow but it was a, it was a really long drive um and uh so I had stopped and pulled over to uh, take a quick little nap. Um, I still had about 10 hours to go to get home. And uh, um, all of a sudden heard commotion in the front of my truck and went in there. And sure enough, the female was very pregnant because she had the baby in the crate in the back of my truck. So now let's, yeah, let's talk was, about this 10 months ago. Capuchin <laughs> monkeys for a second, because I was talking off the air with Lisa and uh, the genitalia on these monkeys can be a little confusing where I see why those people made that mistake. And, um, even we realize yeah. that that root is, is a girl. Right. So um, they do have uh, um, external genitalia that could appear as either. And um, it, it confuses even the best of us. Um, wow. We actually sent pictures of this monkey to primate experts when it was first uh, born. And they all pretty much concluded it was a boy. And so we went with that for, for quite a while, for about nine months until... Um, we finally, uh, um, had an opportunity to really look and we went, uh Oh, it's not a boy. It's a girl. How funny. And so, yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, that's, that's actually a, a happier moment for Lisa. She's like, Oh yay, I've got a little girl. That's awesome. So, <laughs> that's uh, let's, let's talk about the capuchin monkey. Where are they normally found? And, uh, what are they normally, uh, you know, what are they normally into? And this is a small monkey, but these are really smart. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not a not a yeah, it's not a big monkey. There's not a really there's not a lot of big big monkeys in the Americas. Um, this is a, a new world monkey. Capuchins are from Central and South America. Um, there's lots of different subspecies of capuchins in Panama or Brazil or Costa Rica. Different areas have different types of capuchin monkeys, but uh, they're all um, extremely intelligent. They're known as one of the smartest monkeys in the world, even up there with some uh, uh, ape and lesser ape intelligence. Um, they're big-time manipulators. They have to manipulate their environment where they live in the wild, getting into you know, the fruits that we have in the grocery store, the ones we picked to cultivate, um, were the ones that were easy to get into. <laughs> they wouldn't sell well. Yeah. Um, co- coconuts don't sell well. But most of the fruits in the wild are difficult, spiny or, you know, uh, uh, poisonous outsides. And, you know, there's like it's a lot of work yeah. to eat. And so they're very good at, at figuring things out, manipulating things, cracking nuts, doing this and that, you know, using rocks, using tools. Um, and so grabbing a cell phone and just trying to start push buttons and, and do things is not no way. unusual. <laughs> we got to get facial ID on that phone, David. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know what? Uh, Zoo to you, if you go to Zoo to you and you just got to spell it out, Z-O-O-T-O-Y-O-U dot O-R-G, you can see some of the exciting things that Zoo to you is doing. I mean, we've been uh, fans of them and they've been friends of the show for uh, since, you know, up and at them in the morning in the very beginning. But, um, what you're doing now is so cool where people can actually sleep and camp with you in these really like, I mean, this is like glamping. This is really high end. I love this. Oh, yeah, that's it's true glamping. I've got uh, king, king beds and bunk beds and queen beds and uh, um, all the frills of the highest end camps you could ever find in Africa or around the world. Uh, we We wanted to make it like that. Um, but really what we want is just people to come here and experience. Um, we have 30, been 32 years of Zoo to You, as the name implies, doing school programs, normally about 300 school programs a year. But when the pandemic hit, um, all school, schools got shut down, so we got shut down. And then the other thing that supports us is two big fundraisers a year, and those got shut down because no gatherings. And so we had to kind of you know pivot and think quick and decided that small family groups coming here for – an interaction like a kangaroo interaction or a lemur interaction or an otter interaction, um, you know, spend some time with the animals a couple hours and um, have some refreshments and, you know, just be, be mellow with just you and your family um, was something that we could do. And we started that. And then it got suggested to us that we also maybe try doing some safari tents, kind of Airbnb thing. And uh, so that's what we're hoping for. And it'll, it, it's just, it's been kind of nice because we, for 32 years, have not had people out here very, very, very rarely for, for a, an event or something, but not on a regular basis. So this is brand new to us. But it's working out. People are loving it. We're, um, we're up there at number one and number three on the Google searches for what to do in Paso. So That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Zootoyou.org. You can check it out. You can stay out there. And, you know, what you guys do is so important because, yes, it is entertaining and it puts a smile on our face to have this kind of close access to these exotic and wild animals. But uh, this kind of face-to-face and inter- these interactions are really what help uh, the conservation mission for these animals. And and those wh- whether you were a kid and you first met uh, maybe a lemur or any interaction I have with Zudio, I mean, they're just so important. They really go to helping um, conservation missions. One thing about being old is I've been around long enough now to actually get to witness 
you know, kids that I taught at Vineyard Elementary in Templeton or, um, you know, anywhere uh, grow up and become conservationists, become people that have gone out and done amazing things and have them come up to me and say, you know, hey, it's because of you and visiting my school and getting to meet these animals. And it's just, you know, plain and simple truth, you know, like as famously said by Baba Dome, the, the, you know, you're not going to save anything you don't love. And um, that's what happens when you meet the animals is you fall in love with them and learn about them. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it works. It's true. And so, yeah, these guys are, as we call them, ambassadors so that people can fall in love with them and, and then they want to do something to help save them. Well, you got to go to zootoyou.org, spell it out, Z-O-O-T-O-Y-O-U.org. Check out how you could stay here and wake up with uh, the howlings of wolves and check out all the cool animals, whether it's the kangaroos or bald eagles or just incredible what you guys do. I am way overdue for a visit. I'm going to come up there soon. I want to stay with you guys. Man, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, get out here. I will love it. Thank you so much for... uh, Coming on short notice, thank Lisa for me. Love you guys, and we'll talk soon, David. Yeah, and you get to come out and meet Root, too, the culprit. I, I can't wait to meet Root. God, the monkey who dialed 911. <laughs> so funny. David Jackson, zoo to you. Thanks for being up and Adam in the morning. Thanks, Adam. Up and Adam in the morning with Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.